from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. The first year we did it, people started following us around. And I was like, really, you want to watch? I mean, we're making a video. They play one song, you know? Yeah. And... um, Sometimes we'll, we have time to do two. We have yeah. a half hour with each band. I'm, we're making a video. We're not playing a show for a crowd. And I guess what it is, it's like a tapas festival. You get a little taste of all these bands in one day. So I guess that's the appeal of it. Um, they know it's Lo-Fi Cherokee Day in Cherokee Street because there's little party puddles that are left on the street as we move along. So like, yeah. people, we leave little puddles of people behind. You people know? are kind of making their way. Yeah, Some they stay and they might have yeah. a drink. Yeah, I mean, that was your time. I'm Sarah Fenske. Here is from the St. Louis band American Wrestlers, and it was recorded at St. Louis's most unusual music festival. It's called Lo-Fi St. Louis, and it isn't about huge crowds in a giant field. Instead, it's a music video festival, one that sees as many as 19 music videos created in a single day in the storefronts on a single street. Lo-Fi St. Louis was born on Cherokee Street in South St. Louis, and that's where it celebrates its 10th anniversary this weekend with 14 bands, 14 venues, and hopefully 14 videos at the end of the day. And joining us now to explain how it all came together and what's on tap this year is Bill Streeter. He's a filmmaker at Hydraulic Pictures, and he's the producer of Lo-Fi St. Louis. So Bill, welcome. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so this is such a cool festival, and it's so unusual. Where did this idea of a music video festival come from? Well, uh, back in 2011 or 12, there was a group of musicians that got together and uh, created a group called, uh, well, they called it a a collective record label um, called uh, Tower Groove Records is what they called it, Tower Groove Records. Nice South City and, reference. Uh, which is great. Yeah. I, I love that name. And they put out an EP, uh, not an EP, it was an album, it was a compilation album. And they wanted, uh, they, they had approached me, I had been doing videos uh, as part of a website called Lo-Fi St. Louis for a long time up until then. I had worked with a lot of these guys or shot their bands over time and um they got they asked me if i wanted to produce uh some videos to help promote that release and i was like sure why don't we um i had been doing a one take uh video series at city museum at the time and they wanted and i i thought cherokee street would be a cool place to do something like that so i was like why don't we do a, a series of videos on cherokee street in different venues sort of taking music out of context a little bit and um, we'll do them over the course of a few weeks. And um, one of the guys that I was meeting with at the time, Jason Hutto, um, he suggested uh, that we do them all in one day. He's like, can't you do them all in one day? And I was like, no, we, we can't do that. And then, But, but I thought about it after I, I gave it some thought. And I was like, you know what? I bet we could pull that off. So I so mean, we, so the first year was an experiment. Yeah. Really, so. Yeah, and that's some hubris in that experiment. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to just do them all in well, one day. I had had some experience 
doing these before, and I knew that the, the thing that takes the longest for setting up for one of these one-take videos is getting the sound right. Mm -hmm. So if we had multiple sound crews, we could, we could it was much easier to pull off. So that's what we did. We have three sound crews that sort of leapfrog each other down the street. And so, so. has that been the case since the beginning? Like you have some guys are setting up one video even as other guys are already down filming the next. Yes. Absolutely. That's the way we've done it all along, and that's the way we're able to pull it off. And are these these people part of these crews? They're just doing this for fun? No. Um, well, I would I should say the very first year, yes, that's exactly what it was. It was all it was a all a volunteer crew. It was just a group of friends of mine that we got together. I said, "Hey, can you help me out with this?" And they loved it. They they had a, such a good time. But over the years, I've been able to cobble together some money and get everybody paid. So everybody gets paid. But we do have a very loyal. Crew, core crew of people who love this event mm -hmm. that work on it every year. It makes it very easy for me to manage because everybody's so into it. That's Everybody awesome. brings their A game. And the sound guys are all trying to outdo each other, I think. So, <laughs> so and it is such an unusual event and that people are into it, you know, so inc including the crew, you know. So. Well, but as you say, an event, this isn't just an event where you guys are going, you know, from closed set to yeah. closed set. Yeah. There are a whole bunch of people yeah. that have come out for these videos. And in many of these videos, we're seeing like this is a live show in front of like a huge audience. <laughs> How did that come about that so many people are there for, you know, they're 1030 in the morning you're, you're starting to shoot i don't know <laughs> you don't know <laughs> i mean the first year we did it people started following us around yeah. and i was like really you want to watch i mean i'm we're making a video we're not playing a show for a crowd we're making a video they play one song you know yeah and um and i guess what it is it's like a tapas festival you get a little taste of all these bands in one day so i guess that's a i guess that's the appeal of it yeah but for me it's like it's a production and i don't know why anybody would want to watch a production you know but so, people do yeah people, people come out people dig it so so i want to play a track this actually comes from the last lo-fi st louis before covid shut things down this yep. was 2019 and this is tanina uh the wonderful oh, st louis yeah, singer yeah. uh she's singing mercy and she's doing it before a large live yeah. audience at earthbound beer yep. And that is Tonina singing Mercy at Earthbound Beer as part of the Lo-Fi St. Louis Festival. Doing that before a live audience, I'm here today with Bill Streeter, the founder of that festival. So watching this video, we now have this up on our Twitter at STL on air. Um, you know, there's there's some very quiet moments in this in this song, and the audience is, is so quiet. H how do you possibly pull that off? I yell at them. <laughs> Literally. No, I no, I have. Yeah, I have. I'm sure um, you have to. But um, and and you know, in in that case, we had. I think we had a microphone, so I was able to not yell. But um, <laughs> but I just explained to the audience like what we're doing, and yeah. and then we need quiet so we can get a good recording. So that's the whole 
you know, I mean, it's really well a boy's done, too. So. And Tonina does this. She does this in one take? I think, yeah, that was one take, yeah. Sometimes we'll, we have time to do two. We have yeah. a half hour with each band. Okay. Um, so that gives us a half hour to set up, um, set up lights sometimes and, uh, and figure out how we're going to do it. Uh, sometimes we have a plan in place beforehand. But it, uh, for the most part, um, we're figuring out on the spot. And then we have time. If we can get set up quickly, we can, we can do a couple takes if absolutely necessary. I prefer to get it all in one take. Yeah. And so the audience is there. They're watching Tanina sing, sing beautifully. Yeah. She's done with Mercy, and then she packs up, and, yep. and the audience moves on to the next venue. Uh, sometimes they stay. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say that um, they know it's Lo-Fi Cherokee Day and Cherokee Street because there's little party puddles that are left down the street as we move along. So like, yeah. people, we leave little puddles of people behind. You people know? are kind of making their way. Yeah, Some they might, stay and they might have yeah. a drink. Yeah, I mean, that was earthbound. So, they, you know, people might hang out and have a beer afterwards or, you know, or they might move on to the next one or they catch us later on during in the day or, yeah. Yeah, it's all pretty chill. Yeah, super chill. But I imagine it's super chill until you're at that moment when maybe a band that isn't as great in one take as Tonina is and they're kind of like they're trying to find their groove and yeah. there's audience members kind of trying to burst in how do you handle Well you know it's surprising uh how how that almost never happens hmm. um there there's occasional occasionally there's a band that had, I think maybe a couple a handful of times it's happened but for the most part a lot of these bands, um, I get a lot of interest from bands that want to participate in this every year. So there's a lot of bands that ask me every year if they can do it. And 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 we, you know, I have a committee of people that sort of help me pick bands. Um, but, uh, you know, they, the, the bands are usually very well rehearsed. A lot of them are very accomplished live performers. Yeah. So, so, and as a live performer, this is a live performance for them, so... So they they're, they're used to being on stage and sort of like you know covering up mistakes or just moving forward through them. Um, and sometimes those little mistakes, um, if it's too perfect, it it seems like it uh, it was a, a just a regular music video and not yeah. a live performance. And that little mistake kind of gives a clue that oh that was live. You yeah. Know? So. Um, listening it, to that Tonina, you might not realize that that wasn't a studio recording. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds that good. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, as you said, this is the sound engineers kind of trying to outdo each other. Yeah, so we have, so I, I have to give a shout out to Brad Sarno, who does all our mastering. He has a, a Sarno music, uh, he makes guitar pedals, but he also does uh, a lot of mastering for uh, local and national acts. And he is our 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 guy that does all our mastering for us too but then we have three audio audio guys that have been great and uh this year we have two that are veterans uh ryan and tazio and then we have patrick from kalinga studios who's who's joining us as a new person this year we've usually when we have a crew member leave it's either because they had to work that day or they've moved away and we've had like three or four audio engineers over the years that have moved away but they love doing it and coming back and doing it every year so so I want to play another track. This is from the 2018 festival. This is from the band Loop Rat. Uh, the song is called What's the Word? Hey, yo. Yo. Check it out, it's a modern civil war. My pen is mightier than the sword. Where this bond, that's the black man's lore. Me mug, shit, this life's an eyesore. My mindset is always grind more. No guessing what I got in store. Killer instinct for those who like gore. Better know and believe life short. Press record, channel life force. That's straight through the mic cord. I be that spark to the light source. Lately, my patience is short. Meditate to restore. Wasted time I still can't afford. But splurge if that's what it's time for. Ten four. Mainly self-taught with a few mentors. Furthermore, I've mastered the art of rapport. 
So when I say settle the score, it's peace core means C4. Hey, yo. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Yo, what's the word? 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 And that is Loop Rat. What's the word from the 2018 Lo-Fi St. Louis? Um, that is happening this Saturday on Cherokee Street. Um, they're filming this in a beauty salon. That's got to be an unusual setup. No, actually, that wasn't a beauty salon. That was at STL Style. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, so that was the second so a room. Shop. It, yeah, yeah, it didn't look like. I mean, it didn't look like STL Style because they're in a second room where yeah. they do a lot of their their shipping and receiving. But yeah, that was at STL. So style. you're doing this in a retail shop. I if, I had to wonder what are what's the most unusual place where you've tried to film one of these music videos. Uh, the unusual. Uh, we did it in an elevator in a in a, a freight elevator. Uh, Sleepy Kitty. Uh, I think. It was the second year. Uh, they used to, well, I can say this now because they don't live there anymore, but yeah. they used to live in an apartment above er- where Earthbound is now. And they had a, re- a rehearsal studio and an apartment up there. And they had a, a, um, a freight elevator and they wanted to do a video in a freight elevator. And so if you want, you can go back to, I think it's 2013 yeah. and uh, on YouTube and look at that video. Well, so I'm glad you mentioned these archives because it's almost sort of this. Y- you can see sort of Cherokee uh, yeah. evolve and unfold. Yeah. Like you set out to to film these bands, and yet you're filming this street and this neighborhood as it changes. Yeah, and you know we've had multiple locate we've had multiple videos in the same locations that have become different businesses over time. You yeah. Know? So, so things. Yeah, I mean, Earthbound wasn't there when we shot Sleepy Kitty, but it's the same building. Um, and yeah, so I mean, it's a very dynamic street. So things are there's you know there's there's old stalwarts you know places that've been there for years and years and years like SDL style. Yeah. But uh, but then there's a other you know there's a lot of uh, other. There's business. a lot of churnover. Yeah, churn. Yeah. 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 And so this is almost like I don't know this, this portrait of this neighborhood, and then at the same time I'm watching these videos and I'm going, oh, here's this guy, here's that yeah. guy. You know, it's also yeah. a, a portrait of the city. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, well, the music scene really. Yeah. And, and you know, there's a lot of musicians that sort of are in multiple bands. So um, we generally don't repeat bands, but uh, we have had bands that have had the same members over the years. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, like the, this year we have Rum Drum Ramblers, which a lot of people think that we've had Rum Drum Ramblers before, but we didn't. We had a different configuration with a different group of musicians that played a different type. Well, the same type of music, I guess, but. But never were, precisely it, Rum it, Drum Ramblers. It was Ramblers. Rachel and the Ramblers. They had a, a female front person and some other musicians. And so, so. Um, but they've never done it before. And they, they were part of some of the couple of those guys were in Bob Reuter's band who did it. And then, you know, so, yeah, it's just a it's a, it, it's I, I used to keep a record of how many repeats each musician had. But I, I kept I can't keep track of it. <laughs> <laughs> You've had it for too many years yeah. now. So we know Rum Drum Ramblers are playing this year. But I'm yeah. curious to hear what else is on tap for this year because things are changing a yeah. little bit this year. This is the first year back since yep. COVID yeah. changed America. How does that change Lo-Fi St. Louis? So rather than – and this is something we've been wanting to do all along uh, – is, is sort of control the audience a little bit. <laughs> like. Um, it Good gets, luck with uh, that. We're, we're trying yeah. to make an, a video here, yeah. so like it's hard to do it when the room is packed and we need to run cables and sort of set up and break down and all that stuff. So we're gonna try to clear the room as much as po- the rooms as much as possible. We'll make a, a, a way for people to be able to watch. We'll have a video screen outside when there aren't windows where they can watch in. We'll have audio an audio feed going outside, so people will still be able. To, and and that's for COVID as well. You know, just being outside is a little safer than being inside. But but the other uh, thing that's different. Well, we're 
doing fewer. Yeah. Um, You're doing uh, 14 this year. At one point, you did 19. We did 19 by accident. <laughs> That was not a, uh, something you want to go for in the future. No, uh, and it was 2019, so I guess yeah. it was appropriate. But um, but we uh, we you know uh, actually we have 13. We have one cancellation. Oh, okay. <laughs> this week, so it's okay. 13 this Some week. Some breaking news here. Yeah, yeah. 13 fans. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we you know it's uh, the the other thing that's different. I'm trying to think of it. Oh. Uh, I think that's I, I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. But that's, that's a different. big change. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. so is this going to be? We will almost see the audience's nose pressed against the glass for some of these. Maybe, yeah. maybe that would be cool. I think that would be really cool. Um, I was in um, one of the locations yesterday, meeting with one of the bands discussing their shoot, uh, South Jefferson uh, Retro, and they were and they have these big windows that look at the street, and it's it's very it's a very visually stunning when you're inside, and especially with the cool furniture they have in there. So that's going to be a fun one. So I imagine this kind of opens this up for you as much as you're you're shutting the audience out yeah. a little bit as a videographer and a filmmaker this lets you maybe do things that are maybe a little more creative Yeah yeah that was the, yeah I mean it so the audience really sort of in sort of hampered the idea I I, I really never want intended this to be uh of just a perf- shooting a performance in front of an audience yeah. that was never the intention uh it was always just about shooting the music video. So this sort of helps us claw back a little bit of that control, you know, while, while still, you know, giving some concessions to the audience. Do you think people will be disappointed by that? I don't, I hope not. Yeah. But, There's know. still going to be a little bit of a street party, though. They can, they can, oh, form, yeah. they can no, form puddles as they walk yes, from venue to yes, venue. Absolutely. And, you know, while we're setting up, well, I mean, people will still be able to get access to the, the businesses to buy drinks or whatever they want to do. But it's just, we want to try to keep people outside as much as possible. Okay. So, so Bill, you, this is now the 10th anniversary. Yeah. You've been doing these for a number of years yeah. here. What's something that you know now that you wish you knew when you were starting out on this accidental adventure? I wish I knew that it was going to become what it became. Yeah. You know, I never had I never had any clue that people would be as into it as they are. So um, so that's a surprise. Um, I don't know what else I would do differently. I think we did a pretty good job of figuring out logistically how to make it all work. Um, and it just boils down, a lot of it boils down to just having uh, manpower, you know, and just people yeah. on hand to help us out, you know, so. Yeah. That, and these videos, uh, they continue to exist. I mean, this is something oh, where yeah. if people want to get a sense of what we're talking about today. Yeah. I think it's a good documentation of the music. It's not obviously not comprehensive, but it's a good sort of sampling of what's happening in music in St. Louis at any particular any particular year. So, um, and you know, we always try to do a mix of like brand new bands that nobody's ever heard of, or up and coming bands that nobody's ever heard of, and established acts, and sometimes national acts. You know, so like this year we have Sinister Dane, who was a big. Uh, you know, national act from St. Louis. They had a major label contract back in the '90s, and they're they're coming back. They're going to close the event this year and uh, at uh, Golden Record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, yeah, it's 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 a good. We try to make a, a re, we try to get a good sampling of of what's happening in St. Louis. Yeah, well, that's going to be 13 bands. That is happening this Saturday. Cherokee Street kicks off at 10.30 a.m. We have details on our website, stlonair.show. Bill Streeter, uh, producer of Lo-Fi St. Louis, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me.
Today's episode was produced by Sarah Fenske and Aaron Dore with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.